Well, welcome back to the Kingsway Podcast. Excited to be here. Jed, here with me. Hi. This week. Yo. <laughs> um, we are filming this on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's not just any Tuesday. It is November 3rd, 2020. It's Kevin's birthday. It is Kevin Bryan's birthday. <laughs> um, he probably doesn't watch this, so probably it doesn't matter. Not. But <laughs> it is the dumpster fire of all dumpster fires that has yeah. been lit in 2020. Um, I we don't know the results yet, but by the time this comes out, yeah, we may know nothing more. Anyway, um. Excited to be together again. I think, um, you know, <laughs> Jed was like, so what's the plan for today? And I was like, I don't know, man. I think we got to talk about some politics. And he's like, oh, really? And I said, <laughs> let me at him. Like, you know me. I Sports and politics. <laughs> Your favorite. I just cannot get Man, enough. this month is, oh, oh I guess last God. month. This is two months. <laughs> awesome. If you haven't checked out our sports one, go back and watch it. <laughs> Definitely worth the time. <laughs> Lacrosse. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so... I, you know, I don't really have a huge plan, but I, I guess my thought process here is I have kind of like this back of my mind, like, I don't know, maybe you're like me. I, I've, you know, I've been around just long enough, you know, I'm in my mid thirties, so that means I've voted a few times now, but this has been the most intense election that I can ever think of. And even looking into history, it just seems like this has been volatile and crazy and i just don't feel like we can't talk about it just a little so here's how i want to kind of start our conversation like like and maybe we don't need to get too controversial because that's not really the (laughs) goal of this i it's more of just like saying like it's not we're at no point during this are we going to say who we voted for let's just be upfront Mm -hmm. and honest like we're not we're not like saying like hey this is who i voted for and why mainly because i feel like that that's just a it's not something that I even want to posturate in. I, I just don't yeah. think that's worth the posture that it does. I Agreed. don't think it's unifying right now no, in any way, all. shape, or form. And maybe that's even controversial in me saying it. But so here's what I want to start with. Like when you think about politics over the last, let's say, just six months even uh, through corona and then watching this debate, like as like, you know, you voted now three, three times, two times, two elections, two elections. Yeah. So like what what are your thoughts like when you when you think of that, are you done? Are you like, is your mind like just are you numb to it? Do you just not care? I'm just curious to like the younger. Yeah, I I really don't pay attention at all, honestly. You um, said you got off Facebook. Was that yeah. just because of like political stuff or just the drama? Or I mean, that was, that was a long it? time coming. Literally, when I said I got off Facebook, you said, "Well, you're not on church staff anymore, so you don't have to have it." And that like. That's it. For a couple of years, yep. That's the reason I had it. Yep. And so it's it, yeah. It was just more of a. I get that. I don't know. You know, I I didn't want it, um, and it really didn't have a lot to do with politics. But I don't I don't really pay attention. Um, why don't you Why don't you feel like is it just you just don't care? You just don't think it affects you? Like I'm just trying to like I'm not trying to like. Yeah, no, I, I is know. Laziness. I mean, you be honest. I mean, I won't deny there's some laziness involved. Nah, there's in mine too. So um, I, I'm not trying to put you in something i'm not yeah too. yeah um but i just i mean i just don't have an interest in it and i um i think a lot of it is that there are it just it just makes me upset mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah no. and sad um and not just because of uh yeah it, because i think the people involved are, are just selfish 
mm-hmm. bad people. Well, I don't want to naturally. Talk. I mean, you and I have kind of a simple approach to like life where it's not like we are completely people pleasers, but we want to see people get along. We yeah. want to see things go well. We, we like the positive sides of life. We mm-hmm. encourage one another and like even being friends for a while. Like I know like you and I just, we don't like the drama. I mean, yeah. I started like quote yeah. Justin Bieber, but like, <laughs> I don't do well with it, you know? And so like in, in my mind, I know you and I are just kind of like, there's so much drama in oh, that. Yeah. It's yeah. draining. Like mm-hmm. that's, and, and I think, is that like a good like yeah. definition of like sometimes why you run from it or why it's not something that interests you? It just yeah. it causes anxiety. It causes fear. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's me. Yeah. It's like hundred percent. Yeah. I don't I mean... I I definitely see myself in that, like the, um, but I think, yeah, again, all of that is just caused by people, the people involved being, being selfish people that I don't really see them mm-hmm. being like, like actually fighting for the good of the country as much as fighting for their own agenda or their own. Yeah. Um, their own party, their, their own, own agenda, party, their exactly. own personal gain. And yeah. a lot of times it's not even in the party. It's just literally their own individual, what I yeah. want, what's good for me. Um, and that, and that alone, it kind of shows too of like the breakdown in trust. And that's been yeah. kind of the biggest thing. I think I've recognized like when nine 11 happened and George W. Bush was in charge, like the, the amount of trust that was in like, we're going to be okay. Like I was yeah. talking to somebody earlier today, like when, when the New York Yankees played their first game back in New York and mm-hmm. George W. threw out the first pitch, you ever watch that scene? Mm-mm. So no. he goes out and he throws the first pitch of the first game back in New York and he throws this strike. Not from in front of a mound, on the mound. And it's just like this perfect <laughs> nice, strike. Yeah. And it's like the most American thing <laughs> ever. Like, right? It's a like baseball strike yeah. the day after, you know, like planes flying over, like the fallen, you know, firefighters and police officers. And everybody's just like goes, <laughs> I mean, you're just freaking out. And like yeah. there was just this confidence of like we're going to be okay. That's cool. And like we're going to make it. And like no matter. And it was the stupidest like, you know, like little thing. But it felt real. Like you're like even, you know, I was only like 18 years old at the time. But, yeah. you know, it felt very real. And I know for me, you know, this time period, I've, there just hasn't ever been a moment where I felt like we've come together in any way, shape or form. Yeah. There's just there's only a breakdown in trust. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to blame one party or the other. I think everyone has something to blame. Um, And I'm really not trying to even say that the media has done it all or hasn't done enough. I think there's, there's, it's, it's a weighted thing, but there wasn't an event that ever pulled everything together. Mm -hmm. And that kind of frustrated me because I felt like, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but like when there's a crisis, I feel like there's such an opportunity for everybody to very quickly go like, all right, there's a crisis. We just need to all get on the same page, you know, like we just need to get on the same page. And so you know, and that's that was just sad that it never happened mm-hmm. and that it just never came about. Um, you know, as far as like voting and stuff, I, I, you know, I found it, I found it really frustrating that m- your vote became this divisive thing that really was tied to your morals, mm-hmm. your political, your political opinion yeah. that was tied to your like salvation at times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your political opinion was tied to your like whether or not you were going to be accepted by the people around you, even inside families, um, yeah. you know, it just became so divisive. And yeah. I don't just mean at a national level. I meant like down to like, like I said, like your Thanksgiving yeah. table will be affected by this yeah. this year. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, even like so much so that like uh, I was talking to a couple of people today that had voted and like no one's like just like, well, this is what I voted for. 
Yeah. Like no. nobody wants to say who they voted <laughs> yeah. for because they're afraid that, you know, it's not worth the risk of what could be if it starts, you know, some sort of um, kind of conversation yeah. that leads down a disunity, yeah. you know, broken, uh, just weighted, almost like do a think, bomb. Do you think that part of it is because nobody like is actually the um, we we can't fully back either oh yeah either man oh 100% like like they're just like it's not even that they don't want to get into that divisive or mm-hmm. or or that mm-hmm. that fight that could happen when if they say i voted biden or i voted trump or whatever um but they legitimately can't defend I've talked to people on both sides and I've had the conversations because of a lot of times just trying to find ways to bring families back together that don't agree or even find ways to say like, how do we have honest conversations and disagree? That's Mm -hmm. like church stuff, right? Like that's life stuff. And this political thing has brought it to the forefront for a lot of people where they have to have those conversations in a very real way Mm -hmm. with names like Biden and Trump at the center of it. But really it's like, there's lots of ways that these conversations, but you're absolutely right. I don't find somebody that's like, this is my hundred percent. This is it. Um, I find it much more of like, well, this is the lesser of two evils. Yeah. And like, that's what they're weighing their vote on is mm-hmm. like, they recognize that enough smearing, enough questions, enough, whatever news has come out, mm-hmm. whether you want to call it fake or true. Um, yeah. you know, they, they don't know what to measure their vote. Yeah. By. And it makes it even more complicated when you throw in, uh, you know, discussions on, you know, Medicaid and, and health mm-hmm. stuff, when you throw in education or police reform or abortion yeah. or, you know, like you hit these topics and like mm-hmm. everybody just they automatically think red and blue have certain ways that yeah. it, like falls and it just hasn't been as clear cut. Yeah. As I think I want. And then, of course, you know, taxes and trades yeah. and all that junk. And I mean, we can't get, we can get into the minutiae if we want, but I really don't think that's what has been the saddest thing about all this is because I, I think the saddest thing about all this is again, uh, we get caught up in this and it's like a fear cycle in my mind that we, we are convinced that who we vote for is going to have more change and more effect in our life than the yeah. person we stare at in the mirror in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that makes me sad. You know, yeah. it's a false hope. You know, it's not that God doesn't use the leaders that are put in place, whether it's going to be Joe Biden or whether it's mm-hmm. going to be Donald Trump again. Yeah. But I just think that we can use them as an excuse for the consequences mm-hmm. and the reasons that our world is falling apart. Or we yeah. can look at ourselves and go, golly, man, there's some things I should work on in my own eyes yeah. before I start pulling the planks out of others. Yeah. You know, maybe I need to take care of my own. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I I think it's just healthy to have a discussion. I, yeah. I wanted to give a couple pointers to like uh, some things that I heard this week, which I love. Um Andy Stanley's Church North Point, which I've quoted a few times, I feel like they're always one step ahead of the stuff. Yeah. Um, mainly because I do feel like in Georgia, you know, they have a lot of Democrat and Republicans, so they sure. have to. And when they have a larger church, yeah. you know, 8,000 people and 8,000 people showing mm-hmm. up to a Sunday morning, and then they're both on like the opposite side yeah. of the aisle. How do they come back together? Oh, and so one of the things is uh, he says, we can all disagree, but we should love unconditionally mm-hmm. and uh, believe in the one that ultimately gets victory. Yeah. And, uh, so, and I, and I loved that statement that they put out and I, I just think that's kind of where I land, you know, it's yeah. like, we should all learn how to disagree, 
there are definitely going to be things that, you know, um, you and I do not agree on a music. That's great. We've already established that (laughs) do not agree on the role of sports and how awesome they are. Um, we don't agree on even some of the interpretations of the Bible that we have. And I, I've always appreciated that, you know, we don't, devalue we don't mm-hmm. we don't name it's never a personal attack it's always a learning process that's part of the reason why we say we are we love to learn and we are learning mm-hmm. to love better um you know it's kind of the tagline of of what we do and i feel like this is an opportunity as a church to do that mm-hmm. as a country uh as an i would say more as the kingdom of god than the nationality yeah. um and i feel like this was a softball I feel like this was an easy thing yeah. to, to get right, you know, to to push aside the things that are that are kind of difficult yeah. in this, and then to to focus on the thing that was most important. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like I have a wound in me from this year because I feel like we just didn't do it very well. Yeah, and I don't know if I include myself completely in the same guilt level as some others, but I know that I have a piece of the pie to hold myself. Sure, um, and I just wish that when all this hit and, and March came and, and all this kind of made it harder, yeah. I wish we would have done a better job mm-hmm. of just being unified together and trying to find ground. And yeah. And I, I feel like we missed it. And yeah. this has just been really sad in mm-hmm. my mind. And I know you said sad. I, I kind of fluctuate between sad and angry a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like sure, I think sure. it's sad and mad. And, you know, I just wish that, um, you know, the church had taken, I don't know, not our church maybe, but you know, the church had just had a way of finding a way to be unified yeah. and not finding each state having their own kind of battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. And I think it just showed the cracks in our unity more than it, yeah. you know, and, and I don't know, it just, it just, it kind of wounded me. It kind of made me a little sad. It kind of made me a little frustrated that I wish we could have found a way to kind of be on the same page and fight for the same things mm-hmm. and, and hope then and, and pray for the kingdom of God. Um, uh, to come and to be near. And, and I know we, you know, I've prayed probably, uh, I've prayed and I've probably preached on fear and courage and pride and patience and yeah. kindness more than I've preached on anything else this whole year. <laughs> sure. And I think it's all because I feel it in my own heart and I yeah. see it in the people around us. And even when I voted today, you know, I could just feel that tension, all that weight mm-hmm. of like hoping that when I finished filling that out, that I would like lift off, you know, like yeah. I would feel better. And I was just yeah. like, yeah, that wasn't it. You know, it's like, I wish that was it. Yeah. I know the decision hasn't been made. So like that, yeah, that yeah. may be part of it, but I just could tell I'm like, this isn't, hmm. this isn't going to be the thing that fixes. This. Yeah. I think like I've been thinking about, I think unity in general as a concept is something that I think a lot about. Um, yeah. Um, because I think I've grown up, in a time where not that the church has um, always been great at being unified until the year 2000, you know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's been, I, you know, I, I don't know if I feel great about saying like the church has been more um, divided in the last like 15 years than maybe ever before, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I couldn't defend it, but I feel okay saying it. Mm, <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and I think like um, we all have a responsibility to to fight that. And so like there's been just this idea in my mind where I've been kind of workshopping a, a definition of unity. And mm. the simplest thing that I can I can make it is focusing on where we agree 
and ignoring where we disagree. Not necessarily ignoring, Mm -hmm. but making it less important. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you and I get get along well. Um, Like you were talking about, where we we have these disagreements in you know matters of theology or you know things Mm -hmm. that maybe don't matter as much. But we prefer, yeah. You know, we have our own preferences, but we and but even when we disagree on on interpreting a verse or. you know anything like that we respect each other's mm-hmm. intelligence and learning and study yep. of of the of the things um and and the thing is i think that's something that the church has been really bad at for a while is um and i think it stems from um not focusing or or not um remembering that we're we're all um we all pledge allegiance to not a flag and mm. not a country, not mm. not a nation, but to one that is sovereign over every nation. Yeah, um, and so that w- we feel like we have so much to fight for in our own camps and stuff. Whenever, in reality, like we're all on the same team, even if some of us are Democrats, some of us are Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, mean to make it like so Christiany. Um, but I do think that's part of the answer. <laughs> it's just oh, like, yeah. There's a, a song that came out, and this is kind of what I've been thinking about a lot over the past couple of days because a song came out called uh, You Are My Country by a band called uh, Gable Price and Friends. And uh, there's just um, – there's a line in it that like I think really sticks out to me because it just steals a line that we apply to America so much. Yeah. Uh, and applies it to, to God, mm-hmm. and, and it's I pledge allegiance to the presence, no matter what the cost. Yeah, Ooh, that's um, a good line. Yeah, and so I don't know. It's just something that I, I think we have such a problem because, um, it's almost even beyond like putting our our nation or our government or anything, um, and prioritizing it too much. It's it probably goes down even to like prioritizing ourselves too much oh yeah well and like and that's what i was gonna say it's hard to diagnose exactly what the yeah. issue is but you can tell there's an infection yeah that's kind of what i feel like mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like the nationality the the way that we make our almost our citizenship of of america yeah more than our citizenship of heaven mm-hmm. but i also think it really comes down to you know if you could psychoanalyze it and i'm not a psychiatrist by any <laughs> means but i can psychoanalyze it pretty quickly where i can feel myself going the places that i do have a vote and i do have more control and i do have things that have a worldwide or national wide or as as we are world power a worldwide yeah. influence is my vote yeah. is my is my policy yeah. is my you know and so like mm-hmm. you feel that more naturally like you're like i can get my teeth in that i can get my yeah. claws in that i can feel my effects yeah, yeah. whereas like with the gospel and with the kingdom of god it is more subtle. It's a cross mm-hmm. rather than a throne, right? Yeah. And it's it's rather than being lifted up in this world, it's lifted up from the grave, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's just a different way of like approaching things. And I know for a lot of those that are new to, you know, Christ, you know, kind of reign and his understanding of how to follow him and all this stuff, like it can be a challenging thing to understand that sometimes losing is winning. Yeah. 
And like sometimes that when you, when things aren't going well, that's actually the setup for what God likes to do. I mean, mm-hmm. we just finished the book of Esther yeah. on Sunday mornings. That's exactly what the whole book's about. It's like when things look their worst, God's actually preparing to do his best. And it's not necessarily for the individual. Yeah. Sometimes it is for the nations. Um, and so, you know, I know for me, as I've been watching and learning and, and, and stuff, you know, that's the, the language I've been using is the wounds. It's this like you recognize the the infection or the hurt or the mm-hmm you know, kind of the ways that I've been kind of lulled into thinking that this is the proper way to interpret or look at or, or, or move forward. I am curious, you know, my prayer has been through this whole thing is I've kind of seen these and felt this and kind of been, you know, sad, angry, you know, um, depressed, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Um, my prayer has constantly been whoever gets elected next, may the church, you know, rise up and actually move the kingdom of God forward, not just, uh, our own agendas or our own policies or, you know, what would be best for us to prosper yeah. or even honestly to keep us safe. I mean, that's, that's, I, I like almost don't want to pray for safety because yeah. I feel like that's really, um, <laughs> I heard this the other day. There's no adrenaline when you're completely safe and nothing's going on. Yeah. Like when there's risk and there's challenge and there's mm-hmm. a little bit of stuff, you know, at, up in the air, that's when the adrenaline, that's when life kind of gets real and fun and opportunity for adventure and stuff. So, you know, in some ways I, I don't wish the worst because, you know, it's like, that would be horrible, you know, to yeah. wish that we just get the worst situation ever. But in so many ways, the church has thrived when it's at the worst, when things are at the worst, that's yeah. when the church actually normally becomes the church because those that don't really care, they fall off. Mm -hmm. But those that really do follow, they actually start doing what Jesus is is telling them to and what they, what he's been asking to. It kind of segues almost perfectly into what I want to end our discussion with. And I'm glad you were able to Mm -hmm. talk for a few minutes. And really we just recognizing the time that we're talking and that it is Thursday morning. And some of you are probably depressed at the results. Some of you are very excited at what has happened and maybe the wounds that we're talking about, they're real now. (laughs) Yeah. And you're feeling, uh, this is just another 2020 thing and trying to digest. And I hope that if, yeah, if, if you are feeling, uh, a level of depression, no matter what the results. <laughs> I think there there will be some, um, obviously some that are depressed if, if mm-hmm. either party wins, but then there are some that will be depressed no matter what. <laughs> like, yeah, like, no, and that's like either way. Um, that's kind of where I am, yeah, truthfully. But I think, and and again, I don't. Sometimes the most Christian sounding answer is the right answer, <laughs> dude. <laughs> um, and I I. Like, I kind of hate saying that, but it's just the truth. But I do hope that, like, no matter what the results and no matter how they, they make you feel, there there's a hope in knowing that, um, yeah, our allegiance is to something greater. Mm-hmm. And well, that, I pledge allegiance to the presence. Yeah. I mean, that's – I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's – that makes me – that makes me excited because I do feel like um, – as much as we've tried and even what we're talking about now, we've put our focus on this event and this election mm-hmm. and, you know, there's so much more going on in our world than that. And yeah. so as much attention as we've given, I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. it's not worthy of our yeah. time. I'm yeah. just saying there are things that are going on outside of just deciding something, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so part of what we do every November at Kingsway is we do a money series hmm. And uh, we have done that for every year that I've been here, probably eight or nine years in a row. But we've kind of transitioned it over the last year or two into a kind of a generosity and stewardship series. Yeah. Keeping the money theme, but recognizing that we want to do 
more than just talk about how to deal with our money, but mm-hmm. how to be generous with it. So yeah. we're actually launching the new series this next week, and it's meant to be an encouragement to anybody that's been uh, watching us live stream or watch, listening to our podcast. I think this would be a, one of the series that even if you're not a Christian, I mm-hmm. think you could jump on this and you would really enjoy it. We are launching a series called Bring the Light. Cool. And uh, it's it's a series that's based out of Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, where Jesus says, no one lights a lamp and sticks it under mm-hmm. a bowl. They put it on the table for the whole scene. So, yeah. so the world will see your deeds and know your allegiance, mm. know who you are, live as the light. And so good. Um, basically what we're trying to do is saying, regardless of what happens in the election, regardless what happens in, you know, in our personal preferences and, and things in the political realm, we have a priority to follow and to do what Jesus is saying. So what we're going to do over the next month is, of course, we're going to talk about how to better work your finances and be good stewards. Because if you don't have a shirt, you can't give a shirt. Yeah. Like if you don't use your money well, you can't be generous. Like there's just no way around that. But there's also a chance that maybe you have a little extra or maybe you have some extra time and maybe you're just unaware of the needs around us. So we have a diaper pantry in town that, that is just collecting diapers for families that do not have, young moms that don't have it. We have um, a crisis pregnancy center in Aurora that because of COVID, they would actually get a ton of fundraising from uh, bands and different things that would, would – local bands that would yeah, actually yeah, raise yeah. it for them. They have none of that coming in because of corona. Mm, yeah. So we're trying to raise a little bit of money for them. I think we are, our goal is 1000 but we're hoping cool. we can do more. Yeah. Um, we have two local missions in Springfield that work with homeless. The homeless mm-hmm. are being hit hard with corona because they don't have access to some of the same um, normal things that they would be able to get into shelters and, and have yeah. access to because there's just things are shut down. Yeah. So two different places you can give to a list of uh, basically things you can turn into the church or give to them online. Um, there's also places to serve and they're over in our shelters. They need volunteers badly to come in and just kind of give places mm. and, and space. Um, and then we're partnering with Erica and Maurice uh, white again and fresh wind or a uh, fire wind ministries. They, they have a PA system that needs to go into uh, the mm-hmm. church that we actually bought last year. Nice. And then they are, are they, they say they're still building churches. And if we would love to build another one, That's awesome. um, so we're raising money for those. And then last but not least, we're doing operation Christmas child as we have for the last number of years and yeah. trying to raise as many of those boxes. We have a goal of hitting 50 this year. So uh, as we bring the light, as we recognize our calling to do that and to step into darkness, um, you know, my thought process, when I was thinking through this series was based on that, that little children's song, you know, stick the light under the bowl. No, you know, I'm yeah. going to let it shine. Yeah. Um, stick the light under the bowl. No. Um, I just thought about this. If you actually were a light and you yourself were that light and then a bowl was placed over top of you, it'd be really easy to think that you had lit the whole world. Yeah. And it would <laughs> be really easy to think that your job was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would actually be really easy to feel warm and cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not until you let God kind of show you the rest of the world. It's not until you open your eyes and you kind of reveal your mission. And then when you do all that, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed. It's really feel like I, I have limits to where my light can go. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can take on this whole mess of a world. Um, but that's not really the job of the light. The light is to shine. Yeah. And so the job is just to bring your light to the mm-hmm. party and just to bring your light to this dark world in this dark time, uh, regardless of whatever happens, you know, tonight and the next few days or what's happening on Thursday when you're or later, when you're watching this, your job is to bring the light. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if we do that, I think, I think it, uh, it, it brings some unity because if we all bring our light 
guess what? We're ready. And the way we love and the way we bring our patience and we surrender our preference <laughs> to bring peace um, is what what God does his best. So, you know, I, I hope that you'd think about tuning in Sunday morning at 1015 and checking that out. If nothing else, you can go to kingswaymo.org or .com. And there is a Bring the Light um, page on there that will give you all the information what I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to watch the sermon cool. to go on there and check out. You can go to the websites of those Victory Mission and uh, the Connecting Grounds, which are the homeless ministries. You can go to you know Firewind. You can do all the stuff to check mm-hmm. out how we're partnering with those, the Diaper Pantry um, and the Aurora Crisis Pregnancy Center. So I hope. Uh, this has been beneficial. It's just more of a therapeutic conversation for yeah. us to just talk yeah, through yeah. this stuff. I hope it's that to you. Uh, please, please, please do not push a preference or a political view in this season hmm. um, to break a relationship um, or to to break um, what I would say is something of trust. Um, it is not worth it. It's just not worth it. Um, Jesus came in to one of the most harsh and dominant empires the world had ever seen that was hmm. doing brutally terrible things. And he never raised a fist against it. He only did his work in the background as God had called him. And in the end, that humble, loving, patient, kind, generous, selfless Hmm. love is what brought that nation to its knees and ultimately is what we are under the kingdom of God. And so I, I I just keep telling you, just because it feels like you may be losing or may be trampled on, it may feel like you're putting in an early grave. I'm telling you, God is the best the best possible resource to just cling to um, and to quote the dark night, right? That's what you were thinking of. Oh, always. Uh, I'm never not thinking. Of the, dark <laughs> the night is darkest right before the dawn. And I really <laughs> do believe uh, that Christ is going to shine and we're going to bring the light. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring the light. Uh, that is his, that is love. So thanks for being here, Jed. And uh, thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, remember love to learn and be those lovers that learn. Love to learn <laughs> and uh, learn to love well. So, hey, uh, you guys have a great Lord's Day, Lord. See you later.